Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Why, whatever do you mean, Dustin? I've hated episodes more. It just well, sounds like you weren't particularly impressed or enthused about this. No, one. this this is. Well, what did we have? What did we What did we have? What What was it? So, this was an episode of The Walking Dead, and was this it a... is Zompocalypse Now, the podcast where we talk about things like The Walking <laughs> Dead, the podcast in which we talk about the things. There's not well. Talk about something tonight. I don't necessarily know what. This was a bottle episode and a Filler McFillerson episode. And a stealth pilot. So I am Timothy Harvey. Stealth pilot. Mm. I like to call them backdoor pilots. I'm and sure I'm you do. Dustin. I'm Curtis. Curtis has no uh, opinion on what kind of pilot. I don't. I. 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 Um, that was an observation that went past me. I did. I. I can totally see why you'd say that now, but I. You know, I'm not gonna retro con my uh, my opinion of this. I thought it was a underhanded love story. Uh, was two- it though? Well, see, the thing the thing is, when we're talking about Daryl and trying to give him an emotion uh, uh, like that, it's going to be a little bit more complicated because he is he is the stoic one of the bunch. Well, and not only that, but Norman Reedus has said more than one time uh, that he uh, he rejected offers like storylines that they were offered where they were going to give him a love interest mm-hmm. uh, because he said that he felt Daryl was uh, basically too damaged to have any kind of love interest and that he always saw Daryl as more of an asexual person uh, and that, you know, I, that's, you know, that was really cool to me to think of, you know, this, the show having, you know, a very, you know, stealthily having that kind of character on it for all these years. Uh, and I liked that Daryl didn't have any kind of love interests. Well, not only that, it's, there's a recurring trope in television since the dawn of television, which is if you have the handsome heroic guy, eventually the handsome heroic guy will end up with a love interest. And the fact that we had a character who the closest relationships he's developed are his relationship with Carol, which Mm -hmm. is like family. And this episode is an example of the the fights you can have with family to a degree. There's his relationship with Rick. They did two things with the recurring use of the term brother, which played into that. The initial point he says you know, the way he's describing it, he could actually be talking about his actual biological brother. He never says Rick's name. 
to her to, to Leah anyway, at least not that we heard. And that's another problem in this episode. That was one of the things I was going to need a refresher on because that was like season two, season three when we lost Merle. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, and, and so four, he, four or five. It was a, that. it was a in, in the governor storyline, so it might have been four or five. Oh, that's right. He died in the governor storyline. Yes, he's dead. Also, oh yeah, yes. he's he's so dead. But we also have his relationship with Connie. There were elements of a potential romantic relationship there or the closest Daryl was going to get to one. And the I was actually, closest he had been to one. Yeah. Right. And I was actually fine with that because I thought Connie was an interesting character and they, had, they, they played well off each other. The, the actors had chemistry. It's my birthday tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday, Curtis. So admittedly having birthdays with people. Yeah, I uh, so I didn't pay really close attention to this episode because I was kind of on the internet trying to get women to send me pictures of their boobs for my birthday. Well, is- I don't think you needed to spend that much time paying that much attention. I barely watched the first half, like until somebody started actually speaking. I was not paying almost any attention, just enough to know that Daryl was wandering around in the woods. So let me see if I get this straight, because this one was a little bit hard to follow for me. Daryl's striking out with Carol to go do something. Go hunting. They're going to go hunting, right? Yes. Okay, so then Daryl gets reminded of something, and then we get a flashback to like 13 years ago. Well, no, they they stumble across the cabin. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Daryl... Flashes and, back to yes, flashes back to the eight or so years in between uh, the time jump because uh, Rick blew up the bridge. They were they'd been building this bridge and been trying to build a bridge, building a bridge, building a bridge, and uh, unfortunately there was like a big walker. Uh, so so Rick disappeared, and so during that time between the time jump, apparently Daryl spent about. Three years of that time, he never looking for Rick. He like never gave up on looking for him. And uh, and so what we are flashing back to is that time when he was out in the woods looking for Rick. Okay. And he again uh, stumbles upon like the first time stumbles upon the cabin where there's a sultry redhead and the dull and uh, and the big big doggo living in the cabin together. They have a I I I'm pretending I don't like you so you don't think I like you kind of thing. It's very high school. It's like you suck, you suck, get away from me, and then they're making out two seconds yeah. later. Um, only it's a little bit more drawn out and a little bit more adult in this right. one. I actually kind of like this episode because I'm a sucker for love stories, no matter how understated they are. I hate it. Uh, the thi- when you when the logic of the world is not followed. Okay. And here is what I mean by that. Daryl is out in the woods around the kingdom, which is still around, and Alexandria, which is still around, and Hilltop, which is still around, looking for Rick. And he finds this lady in a cabin. And never once in this episode do they discuss, hey, 
there's three perfectly serviceable communities for you to go live in if you want. Oh, but she makes it so very clear to Daryl that she wants to be alone. Daryl's the type of guy who would never bring that up. It's irrelevant. He's just one of those guys. One of those guys that's not particularly helpful. Mm, Okay, no, no. The bonding that they show us that these two have over this period of time, and she even references the family he left behind. She -hmm. would not know about the family he left behind unless he talked about the family he left behind. She could be meaning the literal family he left You cannot build a relationship with someone if you do not have these conversations. I can't. I disagree. You could build a great physical relationship with someone. What we see of their relationship never rings true to me as an emotional connection. Aside from two strangers who run into each other periodically, who never kiss in the episode. We never see sex. We never see. That was probably the, that was probably Norman Reedus's influence. Probably. Well, and, or, or recognizing the fact that, the audience, because Dustin's right, it's a been a big deal for a chunk of the audience to have a character like Daryl, who, because he is not showing any signs of swooning, you know, his his emotional relationships are real and deep, but they aren't built around a love story. A traditional love story. Let me qualify that because he loves Carol. He loves Rick. They right. are emotional, con- real emotional connections, but it's not like, oh, darling, I love you so much. Please. That, come may, be, you know. that may be the most compelling part about his character, though, is he, underst- he truly understands about love. He has no illusions about, about the, the uh, emotional trappings. He has the deepest understanding of everyone. Well, yes. And I think they dance close to getting Leah to be the female version of Daryl. She's cut. She's, she's been damaged by the world. Her emotional connections have been blunted because of what she's gone through. She wants to be left alone. Daryl has that aspect of his personality. I don't have an inherent problem with Daryl having an emotional connection to somebody who we never saw before because we have the time jump. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with Daryl having an emotional connection that dances up to or even goes into romance. It's not necessarily what I want for the character, but it's not a deal breaker for me. She's a fine actress. She's done a lot of work. She's been in a lot of different things. But I just don't buy the... I don't buy it. It 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 doesn't ring true based on what we see for the characters because the conversation she she wants him to choose and i she asks him to make a choice between her the family he left behind or searching for his friend okay what is the world they live in right now how would you describe the post-apocalypse world is there a reason why he can't go looking for his friend and come home to her every day. Like it's a job. Like it's a job. What <laughs> else is he doing? <laughs> I mean, what else? What else is she doing? 
she could have been more in a mood for compromise, but we had to set up a chance for him to make, to make a decision that he will, he would regret. And he does that. And, um, which is why that scene exists. And then in two episodes, when we see her die, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be much more of an emotional connection between us and Daryl. Cause we're going to be able to feel the pain that he has when he watches someone needlessly tear her head off or whatever. However, I don't think we're going to see her again. I don't think we're ever going to see her again. And that is the thing that irritates me most about this episode is that it is completely superfluous to the story we're telling. It is an unnecessary episode that has nothing to do with anybody and we're probably never going to see Leah again. This was the the dog's origin story. And the five minutes at the end. Yeah. The five minutes at the end were a long time coming. And what happens in the last five minutes? Well. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Like we haven't been talking spoilers the entire time. Folks, if you've t- turned into this episode to hear us talking about the Walking Dead episode and you haven't watched the Walking episode, it's your own fault. There's one masochistic weirdo out there who only experienced <laughs> Walking Dead through us. Honestly, yeah. back like, when we oh, were writing tell me this, tell me it, tell me it. Yeah, <laughs> I have a friend of mine who she never watched The Walking Dead. She had zero interest, but she loved reading the written reviews. <laughs> Mostly because Dustin's really funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the last five minutes are Daryl and Carol having a conversation that in the same way that I could not believe that Leah and Daryl would not talk about certain things in depth because they're, they're building a relationship to each other. The things that Daryl and Carol don't talk to each other about rings much more true because of who these characters are and who we've seen them be over the last several years. If Leah had been around for two or three seasons, maybe it would play better. Right. But we've had Carol and Daryl have, you know, we know what Carol's flaws are. Right. She has a tendency to get murdery. And to, instead of facing her problems, she shuts down emotionally and tries to escape. Which is something that the writers need to stop doing. Well, they addressed it in this episode where, where the, at the, in the last five minutes, mm-hmm. they, you know, that he, he Daryl, you know, aside from her being super murdery over the last season uh, and causing a lot of harm last and pain. <laughs> She's been super murdery for, since the prison. No, well, I mean, you know what I mean? Like she, she let out. Negan nope. out to go kill, kill Alpha. And in doing that, got a lot of people killed. A lot of yeah. her people killed. That's what I meant. Like, her ends, the ends justify the means because I say they do went real far last season or this earlier this season or whatever. So the fact that that is one of the, and, and that she is trying to escape uh, her responsibility or the emotions she has pertaining to that by going hunting with Daryl when he, specifically told her he didn't want her to go. 
or, you know, like if she maybe had never gotten off the boat or gone back on the boat after, you know, maybe none of that would have happened, but he made her stay. And, you know, Connie was lost because of Carol's insistence of getting the herd out and all of these things that they've been bottling up over the last few months or year or whatever. But it's real. It, it plays real for them because we know these characters and we know what their, their limits and their flaws are. Uh, and it's why we're getting a spinoff, which is why this was also a bottle episode that was a spinoff that was a filler episode. But it was, this is the backdoor pilot, as Dustin likes to say. Backdoor pilot. Mm-hmm. So, and here's... I actually he- think I may have seen that video. I'll have to check. But here's the other... Here's the problem with this episode and that great scene at the end is that we know they're getting a spinoff series. They're not going to carry this conflict and this fracture in their friendship through the rest of this show and then have a spinoff series where they're not really comfortable being around each other anymore. We've, we've got a, We've got a conflict that is there that is a real and legitimate conflict. And it's one that if we didn't know they were getting a spinoff show, could be really tragic to watch these two people who have bonded so much be pushed away in the final season of the show. Right. And I mean, that's one, there's a point at the earlier in the episode where uh, Leah has derelict. He's got, he's tied up. He's got a shotgun on him and, and the music is very tense and, and uh, like she takes out a knife and she comes at him and the music kind of swells. And I was just like, yeah, they're going to kill Daryl in the flashback. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but think of what would happen if they did. The entire, everything we've seen for the last several seasons would be like, and it was all a dying dream of Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> and he wakes up in the bed next to Suzanne Plachette and says, I had the strangest dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be really weird because isn't she dead? Well, can't be time, it can't be a time travel thing because the only way, according to Neil Tyson or somebody who did the research that Neil Tyson knows about, the only way you can travel back in time is to surf the rim, the event horizon of two colliding black holes. You can actually come around to before you when you started and say hello to yourself. And say, don't do that. That sucked. I don't think we're going to get into time travel in the Walking Dead universe at this late stage in the game. This isn't Game of Thrones. They're, they, yeah, they, but somebody's they can blow gonna, the last season, but they're not going to blow it like that. Somebody's going to fucking buy this series, and they're going to they're they're tear it from the grips of the original creative team, and they're going to do their ideas. So fucking Hollywood does this all the time. They're going to move it out of Atlanta, all of a sudden, there's going to be palm trees where they live. Oh, you mean you mean um, Fear the Walking Dead? Yeah. Well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> they already did it. I forgot. <laughs> well, see, that's why they. That's why, archi- that's why we have archive of our own, so that you can go see the Walking Dead Doctor Who fanfic. I'm sure that exists. I'm sure there's <laughs> a lot of it. 
I have never Ooh, looked for how it. How interesting. Yeah, let's look for that. As much as I like The Walking Dead sometimes, I have never read any Walking Dead fan fiction. As much as I'm a Doctor Who fan, I have never read any Doctor Who fan fiction aside from the folks who get paid to write fan fiction for the novel series. I, You know, the only thing I go to for archive of our own is Discworld fan fiction because Terry Pratchett's dead and we're not going to get any new novels from him. And every now and again, some of that Discworld fiction is really good. Well, it's risky. It's risky with reading stuff. Oh, no kidding. I got to stay away from the veterinary Vimes slash fiction. It just doesn't work. Yeah. I could probably squeeze out a couple of more backdoor pilot shows. I'm sure you could. Also, um, remind, me, remind me to talk to about the corn that they eat in this episode. Okay. Because where did they get it? Where did they get the corn, Tim? They eat corn. They eat corn and bread in Leah's woodland cabin. Corn and bread, Tim. Where did they get the corn and bread, Tim? I I don't know, Dustin. Tell me. You (laughs) damn well better. Tell me, Timothy. They got it from the same place they pulled Leah from to give us an emotional story with Daryl because we've added six episodes onto the end of the season that didn't exist before that weren't planned. This stuff was all just written in the last year. We can now only I have we can only bottle episodes because they're they've got uh, you know COVID COVID nineteen COVID constrictions, which means that you never see anybody. You, there's like two scenes in this episode where Leah and Daryl are supposed to be building a relationship and there's like two scenes where they're within six inches of each other. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Okay, well, so what were you going to say about your thing, Tim? I was just going to say that, so this, for however you feel about the emotional relationship or whatever at the core, these are extensions to the the series. These episodes are all ways of, of giving more content to the audience at a time when COVID has derailed a lot of shows. One thing that if you haven't noticed watching these, this is the second episode of the, with the six, I think that are a new going to be new. This show looks different. The show physically looks different because they're not shooting on film anymore. They're shooting digitally. Up until this point, they've been shooting on film. Uh, and they switched to digital because less human touching of the stuff. Right. So the show actually has a different visual texture. Not that it's a lot of people are going to notice, but it's there. Um, and these episodes, in many ways, you know, they're meant to give us little pieces of more backstory of this character or that character, bring Maggie back into the show in a slightly different way that was originally planned. I mean, there's all these different things that you can see what they're trying to do with with the episodes, at least so far. But in some ways, this gives us an idea of what the Daryl and Carol show is going to be. God, I hope not. I hope that they don't don't spend, you know, however long the Daryl and Carol show lasts with them, you know, rehashing old wounds and and complaining about uh, 
you know, their emotional problems. I hope it's a lot more fun. I hope it's the two of them tooling around in Nevada, just shooting up zombies. It'll probably be a lot. Fighting them with their faces, just punching them in the dick. That's kind of what I hope, but I also hope it's sketch comedy. <laughs> like, I believe there was a game show idea in, involved uh, in our last episode. Last, week, yeah. last episode, I'm still, I still think that would be just about the weirdest episode that we could possibly have. No, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the 1940s flashback episode. Yeah. Every show seems to do at some point, and because uh, you know. Uh, Daryl in a tux and Carol in a evening gown are just going to blow people's oh, minds. 1940s Whoa. in the CDC in Atlanta, and they're, and they're like, "Hey, Harvey, I heard you had a good idea for a new pill for cancer." And might make zombies, Edward. <laughs> we might want to be careful about that. Zombies, eh? We should put this in a drawer. No one looks in drawers. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure that it's going to be a lot more fun for their show. But I think just the two of them, pretty much on their own. I mean, really, yeah. This, this conversation was overdue. I'm actually fine with the conversation at the end. I'm fine with them having this conflict right now, even though it feels a little. It, it was. I wonder different. how they're. I wonder how they're going to resolve it because. Um, as we discussed last week, the very last scene of the previous season-ish, like the last episode we saw before the before these episodes, the very last scene is a herd of walkers walking, and you see Connie right in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. And as it approaches Connie, she's kind of shuffling along and she's filthy, but then she opens her eyes. Her eyes have been closed the whole time. She opens her eyes, and they're still human eyes. So they told us the very last scene of the last set of episodes that Connie is still alive, or at what at that time was still alive. Uh, and they keep talking about her, like you know we're gonna, you know, Daryl wants to find her, and you know, and stuff like that. So I wonder how they're going to. And 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 this episode, Daryl blames Carol for Connie's essentially for her death. So I'm very much wondering how they're gonna what they're gonna do is there's gonna be some sort of reconciliation of that in when she turns out to not be dead. If that makes an important assumption that we would like to think it's true, that they're going to pick up that plot line later. Well, I I don't. It's so it's so Chekhov's gunny, Tim, because they've talked specifically about Connie and the loss of Connie, not only in this episode but last episode as well. So it's and this is not Fear the Walking Dead, where they can tease me and irritate me with with the hinting at the return of of Madison. Like, like it's their job to tease and irritate me. Um, I feel like these writers don't usually set something up to just like not have it happen. Like I said, we'd like to think that's going to happen. Oh, I have faith. It's we're coming up on the final season of a show. 
Kim Dickens is going to show up in this in series. this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've yes. been wandering the earth and I've landed in Virginia. Hi, y'all. And it's like, oh God, the locust is here. And by the time she's when she leaves, that's the final episode of The Walking Dead. Madison has burned it all to the ground. <laughs> I would be there for it. I would be that this, if that were to have happened. It would be, it would make my, my, I would, I'd love it. I'd be into it. Well, the theme of this show is so dour. And um, what? If, if they ended on a happy note, what the shit have we been doing for the past how many years? Um, building to the future that they keep telling us they're building towards. There's no future. There's only death. But that's just it. We have, uh, and that's that's we've talked about it before on this very very show. How Walking Dead is tragedy porn, mm-hmm. and why, why isn't there more cannibalism? Because the fine young cannibals died out, and everyone went, "Whoa! I see what happens when we practice the ancient art of eating our neighbors." crazy people come in and give it all stabby in our heads it doesn't have to be evil though look at the argentinian rugby team they're still friends (laughs) not all of them well (laughs) yeah but they're the ones who are dead are technically still with them actually i hate to do this because it's very punny but no i'm pretty sure they passed (laughs) fun fact fun fun fact uh your your mouth has biome in it which is like a little bacteria that is specific and to you only Mm -hmm. is your is your biome and so when you kiss someone your you you uh you exchange in your saliva that bacteria and it doesn't the day the DNA of that bacteria when it goes into someone else does not change. It just adapts and becomes part of the other person's bio. So that every person is- you've kissed has a little piece of you still inside them. Waiting for a time to strike. Waiting for its time. <laughs> I think that's nonsense, and I'm going to have to Google it to make sure it's not. Okay, so I'm not sure what else we can say about this episode. I was, I didn't hate it, but it, it annoys me. Yeah, didn't didn't feel like it was particularly necessary, but okay, whatever they got planned. Like you said, Tim, this is uh, this is filler. They just they had to do this to. I don't know why. The the six episodes you said that they didn't even intend on? Pretty much. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, I'll try to, you know, keep an open mind about it and enjoy the show like always. So felt like this was kind of a passive watch for me. I wasn't yeah, I wasn't was, drawn yeah. in. There was nothing that happened in this episode that I feel like needed to happen or will have any effect on anything else ever. I do think that Carol is more beautiful than ever for some reason. Must be her hair. I'm digging her hair. Yeah. She's so lovely. The 
the last five minutes, I think, were were important. I think they were good character development. They didn't need to be in this episode. They could have been in a different episode. I think the biggest surprise during this episode was my my cat was playing and he found an old prescription for um, hydrocodone and there's one pill left. And I think I'm going to take that recreationally tonight. Oh, congratulations, Walking Dead. You've made Curtis want to get high. <laughs> nice job. All right. God, this, um, yeah, this is the beginning of my downward spiral, you guys. This is going to be great. Hooray, Folks, we told you that you need, to, you need to buy Curtis's books to keep him off the pole. It's worse than that. You got to <laughs> keep him off the drugs, okay? You got to keep him off the drugs, folks. <laughs> but not the sauce. Nothing can keep But not Curtis, the sauce. Not the no, sauce. the sauce is fine. We, is, Curtis's alcoholism is perfectly manageable. Yeah, it's fine. I had a beer this week. See, there you go. He's managing it extremely well. I, on the other hand, and need to buy more box wine. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's the, the episode was fine. I mean, the performances were fine. It was unnecessary. Um, it doesn't change anything about Daryl in a significant manner. I have my hopes that it wasn't unnecessary. That this is a pivotal episode in the last five minutes, minutes. maybe. Uh, wouldn't it be hilarious if the next four episodes hinge super deep on what we saw tonight? Oh, but the next four episodes are all about Leah. She's the <laughs> only character in them that, from the show. This is actually the pilot episode for the Leah show. Right. The spinoff we didn't know we were going to get. We we thought yeah we felt Leah was so superfluous. We didn't talk shit about Leah. We didn't talk about her at all. She gave her whole backstory. She you know cried. There was a a, a a talk about puppies, and we didn't talk. Leah factored not at all into our recap at all. Her son died to no one's surprise. Yeah, the problem is everybody has these stories now. And and I don't mean to diminish the performance because it was a perfectly good performance. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with the acting in this episode. Not a thing. There's nothing wrong with the story of this episode, except that it's not necessary. Yeah. Yep. And it you know what though? I am super I, I I don't know. I guess I checked out when she started doing her crime monologue because uh, in that one show with the kids, the walking kids. Yeah. They did their stuff. Everybody had a sob story in that one. Didn't care. And I'm just numb to it. I don't. I'm sorry. You of of course, it's the apocalypse. Of course, you've had a hard time. Daryl is he's the only guy with his shit together, I think. He, he gets it. I do want. I do want to say that that Lynn Collins, who is the name of the actress who played Leah, is a fine, fine actress. What other things? She was in True. She was in True Blood. She was in Manhunter. She was in uh, Manhunter's uh, X Men Origins. Nice. Uh, she was Wolverine's uh, girlfriend in, in that movie. She was uh, Deja Thoris in John Carter, which is a science fiction film that had a terrible ad campaign, but I actually quite liked it. She was really good. Too. That was very good. Um, but she's been yeah, a lot she's of stuff. great. She's a fantastic actress, and and she plays the part well. She does all this right. I mean. There is no criticism. I have no criticism of her in this film, in this episode. 
I think she's fine. I think she does a great job and she brings the character and she makes Leah her, you know, hermit in the woods bit work. It's I wish she was being used for something better than this. I'm bring bring back the character on the show by all means because Lynn Collins deserves better than this episode that we're going to forget happened. I still think my prediction I'm going to stand by this. She's going to get killed in front of Daryl. And um <laughs> her and Connie are gonna find each other and they're gonna work, you know, work their way back to civilization. And right as right as they show up, they're gonna they're gonna they're both gonna get uh eaten by walkers like in front of Daryl as they're walking up to him, like Daryl, we found well, you then- again. By then, they will have the tie into Jurassic World, and they'll get, like, heads bit off by raptors. How about this? How about this idea? They meet. They fall in love. (laughs) And when Daryl, they do encounter, they live. They see Daryl again, and he's like, hey. And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Nice to see you. They just walk away and go live their lives without him. (laughs) Daryl will be like. All right, cool. And he goes off and has the. <laughs> I, that's my that's my new headcanon that Leah and and Connie are, are going to end up together. Well, I guess I mentioned tomorrow's my birthday. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna post online that I'm gonna shoot prairie dogs until somebody sends me boobs, and I'm not it's gonna tell good people to have a plan. Yeah, I'm not gonna shoot prairie dogs, but you know, they don't know that. No, they can live in fear. Whatever. All right. Well, folks, we hope that you have enjoyed us listening. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to us not necessarily think this was a necessary episode and be irritated by it. So it's a thing that happened, and uh, I'm sure another thing will happen next week. So we'll be here for that as well, watching The Walking Dead. Things will happen, I am sure. Um, if you if you enjoyed this, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on the podcast platform of your choice, which is probably where you're listening to this right now. That would make sense. And if you could leave us a rating and a comment, that would be great. Um, I know every single podcast person says it, but it's true. Ratings and comments do help other people find the show. And we'd love to have more people listen to the show and tell us what they think about it. Um. Yeah, we'll do it again. Thank you, Dustin. We have no choice. That's right. This is we we are contractually obligated. I believe the court says we have at least five or six more years of this before we're allowed. I mean, I, perhaps I've said too much. Well, we have to do it long enough for the producers of The Walking Dead to actually realize that we do do it. That <laughs> <laughs> so have been since the very very beginning. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, folks, for listening. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Tim. And again, folks, thanks. We'll see you on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. It's the Daryl and Carol Show. Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved. <laughs>